0: You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Welcome back to a fresh week. I'm so glad that you're here and that we're spending this time together. If you're tuning in from the United States, I think we're on, what, week four of the quarantine. If you're tuning in from Europe or Asia, I know it's been longer for you. Um, and I just hope that, you know, you're safe, your family is safe, and everyone's healthy. Um, and I just wanted to say I appreciate all the posts that you've been putting out, you know your closet cleanouts. Your, your new baking endeavors, you know, your family evening walks at night. Um, I think that that's so beautiful. And I can sense you know, how we're all trying to make the best out of a pretty gnarly situation. And so when you post that and then share it, you know, I, I feel that. So thank you for that. It's, ins- it's inspiring to me as well. Um, and in alignment with that vibe of hope and light um, during this time, or really any time, is my guest today. His name is Brad Montague. He is the genius director and producer behind the Kid President series. You might remember that um, this little boy would interview just these insanely successful, famous people. And you know the answers that he would elicit out of them were so beautiful and heartfelt and raw and vulnerable. And it was because he was so disarming. I mean, he was 10 years old. <laughs> and so Brad was the mind behind that. And ever since, he's been an artist, a creator, an author, a speaker. Um, and he's always had that sense of, of shared humanity and, and being able to, to tell a story really well so that we all get it and we all feel it, more importantly. And Brad just came out with a new book. It's called Becoming Better Grownups. And it explores what it means to be an adult, not the tired, distracted, cynical adult who's worrying about the food pyramid or getting the inbox cleaned out before the close of the business day. Um, but it, it's about the adult that we wanted to be when we were kids, adults who could stay up past bedtime and eat whatever they wanted and who every day tried to make the world a better place. I mean, think back to when you were a kid, you know, you had so many ideas and everything was possible and, you know, you could change the world. He's tapping back into that energy, that emotion. The book is just so important, especially now, but really at any time, because it's tapping into that childlike wonder that a lot of us have lost and it's really bringing to the surface these universal truths that not only make us better humans, but have a ripple effect on our children and make them just better and the potential for the future of humanity that much more. And I know that's, that's a big statement, um, but it's a true statement. And when we nurture our children and nurture ourselves, really anything is possible. Um, So I'm so excited to share this episode with you. If you love it, please share it out to at least one friend. Please leave us an Apple podcast review. That does so much for the show's ratings and getting it out to more and more people. Um, This message of light and hope that that Brad is sharing with us today. And uh, of course, go pick up his book, Becoming Better Grownups, and read it. Read it with your kids. Have conversations around, you know, what he shares inside the book. Look at the illustrations. They're fantastic. And uh, yeah, enjoy my episode with Brad Montague. Look, if everything that's been going on in the world has you feeling a little more tense and anxious lately, and let's be real, you are not alone in this you're going to want to head over to motherhoodunstressed.com and click the shop tab to stock up on my line of organic USA grown hemp. I'm telling you, consistent dosing of CBD is going to take away that stress. It's going to take away that anxiety and have you feeling more chill and at peace. The key is to take it consistently here. So use the code Buckhead to stock up now and start feeling less stressed today. Well, hello, Brad. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. I love your work. I've loved your work for so long. I never knew it was you behind the Kid President Series. So welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> uh, it's you. I'm so happy to be talking to you. This is fun. <laughs> this is fun.
0: Yeah. So to kind of bring our audience up to speed, let's. we have to cover the Kid President Series. How did that come about? And how, more importantly, did it change your life?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I had been working with kids for a a long stretch. Uh, It's something that where my heart had always been. Um, I've been a storyteller. I didn't know what to do with it. I thought I was going to teach fourth grade, but I was not great at that. I I, I didn't feel like that was the path. So I went into news. I started news and I thought I can't do this well. Uh, And then I started a camp. And we started spending time with junior high students and high school students who cared about the world. And they had these really big ideas and really gigantic hearts. And I was like, I I want this. I want more of this in the world. And it was contagious. And then I thought, well, I wish more people could hear this and feel this and know this. So that that storyteller uh, instinct in me was, let's just create a a series on youtube that every week is an invitation for people to listen to kids Mm. and my little brother lived across the street and we uh i would write these scripts and then share them with people and um it it turned into something far more than i ever imagined
0: yeah i mean it really touched people in a way that had never been explored before you know Bringing in children to teach us how to live, and and that transitions great into the work that you're doing now. Um, you just came out with a new book, "How to Be a Better Grown Up." Um, talk to us about the spark that led to writing that book, because anyone who takes on a book, I have so much respect for. It's so much work. What was that? What was that moment where you're like, okay, I think I want to do this.
1: I, I, it did not start as as a book. It it started as. Um, survival, almost. Of, <laughs> um, I was on the other side of being at the end of a giant project. Like Kid President was wrapping up to this point where we wanted for Robbie to be able to return to school to just have normal civilian life. That's where where he was headed, and then I was continuing to do creative work, but still figuring out exactly what that could look like. And in that uncertainty, there was one thing I knew that I could count on. And it was whenever I visited a classroom, I felt more alive. I felt like I was of use. I felt like I was being of service just by showing up, like just by listening. Mm-hmm. And so I kept Returning those emails from teachers who said, "Will you come listen to our students? They want to share with you something they've been doing. They were inspired by your video, so they're doing this." And it was this unique situation of almost uh, them being uh, my little therapists, where I would go, and then they would they would show me what it meant to be alive, show me what it meant to to express joy. They uh, were honest. And it came to this point where I just gave it a name and I declared it the listening tour and that uh, I was touring schools all over the U.S., but I didn't have a book to promote. I didn't have anything. I just literally wanted to listen. And I would ask kids, how can I be a better adult? What does it look like to be a good adult? Who are some good adults? And as they told me, I could see that they had this urgency that they were thinking, oh let's share it because this guy's going to tell people like mm. like and so I had this this responsibility all of a sudden of thinking ooh I, I I really have to share this with people and so then it became a book
0: that's amazing, and that seems like such a pure way of writing a book you know you you were really doing the listening tour because it felt good. And then it led to something greater once you really sat through all those hours with those kids. And for most people, I mean, this is blowing my mind. It's just such a rare thing. Most people would get anxiety from going into a classroom with all these kids and their energy. And, you know, it's just, it's surprising that you you get life from that.
1: That, that was one of the things I discovered when we were doing the Kid President series is uh, we would have these interviews where uh, you'd have you know, people who've been on the cover of magazines and have been, you know, leaders of society. And I remember being in the UN building and we are with the secretary general and, and, and and he looks at me and he is terrified because we're about to do this interview. A 10 year old is going to ask him questions (laughs) and he is legitimately terrified. And he's going, what 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 do i do like what if he goes off script i was like oh he will <laughs> he will and he, <laughs> he's going to just ask you whatever and um it it brought out this side in every single person we spent time with that was very raw and honest even with someone like Beyonce she turned into a mother, big sister. Mm -hmm. She wasn't this celebrity. And then also she was very vulnerable. Like after we filmed, she looked at me, this pale, weird man behind the (laughs) camera and was like, was that okay? Did I, you know, did I do okay? And it was just so sweet. Even the president of the United States, we're there, President Obama, (laughs) and we're in the Oval Office. After we finished filming, he looks at me and it's like, did I do it? Was that okay? Did I, I can do it again. <laughs> I'm thinking You're asking me that? That's crazy. Um, but I think that's that's one of the, I think I thought my role was going to be to be a director and create things. And my role through it all was really just to everywhere I went, whether it was people who were going to watch a video or people that were in the video, to let them know Hey, you're, you're okay. Mm. I like you. You're okay. (laughs) And and I think um, that's maybe all of our jobs.
0: Wow. I just got chills. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, how do you not have the biggest ego in the world working with all of these amazing people, having them, you know, basically cater to you and 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 say, you know, did I do a good job? We can do it again if we need to. I mean, how do you just not go full Trump on that? I don't know.
1: Part part of it is because everybody pronounces my name wrong. So so oh, then, no. So so then you're like, oh yeah, I'm not that big a deal.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and then yeah, there's this uh this this great balance that that happens where you you do realize this this impact we all have on each other and you can use that to soak in and feel powerful or you can use it as a way to realize that you are powerful as well that that each of us had this incredible remarkable thing these fingerprints that we can leave on each other for each other Uh, I think we're in a spot in culture right now where the young and the old equally, collectively, we're all realizing that power, um, that none of us is better. We're all um, in need together for safety, for love, for comfort, acceptance, belonging.
0: Well, and I think you're absolutely right, and even more so right now, you know, as our health is literally dependent on the decisions of others. And we are so interwoven. We always have been, but now it's, we're seeing it through actual data. So, yes. I mean, what was, what was, I don't know, it's such a hard way to phrase this, but have you always been this way? Have you always had this higher sense of self-awareness, higher sense of our common humanity? I mean, cause it feels like it, it was always there with you.
1: Um I I no, I think um uh I'm a a work in progress always and have always been. And as a kid, I think a lot of that came from the stories I heard, the stories that I saw. One thing is growing up in a small town, you have this sense of these are the people in my neighborhood, that old Sesame Street song, uh, that that each person is a vital part of the puzzle. Um so that that is helpful. And there's this, this other thing that, that I think is nurtured over time and that we nurture ourselves. And, and it's that understanding of, of your place in the world and everyone's place in that too. And I think for years there've been great storytellers who Try to do that who with their, their uh, stories would try to remind us who we are, remind us who, what we're capable of for good and for bad. And that always resonated with me. And, um, and now I'm always asking that question because I want to create things that will do that for young people but in the process, it always ends up coming back to me of realizing, oh, this story about this little bird who's afraid to share his song is actually about me afraid to share this story. Right. <laughs> um, every Everything. Um, so it's a constant growth. And um, so much of this book, the Becoming Better Grownups book, is about that realization that growth is not a one-time thing, but that is... Uh, uh, a daily showing up and growing up.
0: Yeah. Have you ever been tired of having to grow, of having to show up, of having to create the amount of energy that that takes? You know, even if you find joy from it, getting, getting up and, and building yeah. the momentum is a lot to so talk to us about that.
1: <laughs> I'll tell <tired> right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it is early.
1: <laughs> t- you know, you the, that. Um, that has been actually freeing to um, realize that uh, it's okay to be tired. It's okay to go slower some days. It's okay to pause. It's okay to stop. Um, that that wasn't something I um, immediately realized. Uh, part of when the book started, when that listening tour project started, that really came from a forced. Stop. I was Mm -hmm. exhausted, exhausted to the point that I was drained. Uh, Because when you have something go viral, uh, it goes far beyond your ability to control it. Uh, There are people who misunderstand it, people who receive it in so many different ways. It's on the new and you have all these incoming transmissions, people asking things of you. And suddenly this project that's made out of love is suddenly everybody's and they think they know what it is and and you get lost in it mm. and I did not know where I began and where it ended I felt like I did not exist I was wow. and I also felt like I was done there's nothing I could ever create that would impact 44 million people you know we had this video that, and I made a video the next week that didn't get seen by forty-four million people. I've made something or drawn something every day, wow. <laughs> and, like, and people are still going. Hey, I liked your video. <laughs> I've made a lot more than that, Mom. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, so you you feel this draining? I keep showing up. I keep showing up. But are there? Is there any reason to? Like, mm-hmm. is this leading anywhere? And so that realization that. I needed to stop and, be, and treat it like I'm a discouraged sailor. <laughs> and sailing isn't done, but me as a sailor, I'm going to stop right now. I'm going to steady the boat and I'm going to study my compass. And that was a big moment when I realized there's a story that I can choose to tell. And everybody else seemed, for a while, they had the story they wanted me to tell. It mm-hmm. was, hey, we have this opportunity. Hey, you should do this. Hey, we love this. And I started listening. Okay, well, yeah, I should do that. They're smarter than me. And then I started realizing realize that's their story they're telling. I, I'm playing a whole other game here. Um, so studying the compass and realizing true north was far different than what everyone else was saying that helped me find the wind again. That helped me set sail and, and really find a purpose for this tour. Like I'm not just showing up in classrooms because I have nothing else to do. It's because deep in my bones, I want to be who I needed when I was a kid. I want to look kids in the eyes and let them know they matter. Mm. And so here we go. And then I came, came alive again. And, and so tapping into that compass is always helpful for me because we have uh, a lot of things swirling around us i'm a father I, we have a family and community and there's so much that happens around your boat and so it is totally fine to steady the boat some days and uh that uh, that's been helpful for me
0: and that's so true i mean you again, like take these little tiny moments and make them into huge life lessons that are just brimming with truth. So, how do you? How do you do that? How do you study your own boat? Do you meditate? Do you, I don't know, read? Do you just freehand draw? What do you do?
1: Mm-hmm. There's lots of different uh, ways in which I can create space for peace, create space for tapping into what's essential um, to just breathe. And it's in different seasons that for some people, they can have a rigorous schedule and just know this is my time to meditate. This is my time for prayer. This is my time for reading, like all of that. Um, and as at least for our house, uh, I have to be far more fluid than, than that, and uh, creating space for everyone to be able to breathe is is, is, a, is a chore sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, I need at least a bit of quiet every day at some point of silence, of calm, of realizing i'm breathing. <laughs> it's never like stopping to breathe. It's realizing, Oh, I've been breathing this whole time. Mm -hmm. And then when I do that, it, it almost becomes like a prayer. It's, it's a, how did I, how in the world am I doing this? Wow. And then I'm back. (laughs) It's I, 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 I'm back. Drawing has also in recent years been like a form of prayer too, of um, not knowing where I'm headed and, having faith to know that it's gonna grow into something more and then to be able to share things online now has been this whole other exercise like I I will draw these little images and then be able to share them and like one of them I made this little guardian angel who has his own help desk and then I created a (laughs) phone number and people could call and ask him questions and then I will draw his answers and then post them and it's been this really fun game. It's like, uh, it's not just me looking at my belly button and just being like, Oh, this is fun for me. Instead Mm -hmm. it's inviting everybody over to play. It's saying, Hey, I'm doing this. You want, and it all becomes an act of service, an act of play. It's all wrapped up in that. So, um,
0: I love that, and that those instincts that you've had from the very beginning, I think, are a testament to your success. It's because people can see that it's never been, you know, about Brad and, and my, well, look at what I'm creating, and da da da. Like it's always you bringing in other people and lifting them up in the process. And I think that that's what you're doing with this book. And um, just going back to the book, what was what was the common thing that kept coming up again and again from these kids? Where you're like, okay, this is an answer that really I really need to hit home in this book because I'm curious about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know what I thought I would discover. Like when you ask kids about adults, but what was surprising was how much their answers were about just wanting the adults in their lives to be there, just wanting people they could count on. Um, it was not wanting big gifts or big things or big trips. They would mention that stuff, but almost as a joke, Um, the things when they would really open their hearts, it would it would be talking about somebody who they could count on. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was every state, every grade, even junior high and high school kids. uh, That was the thing. And then to discover that they were really just reflecting what research had proven, what neuroscience had shown is that these caring mentors in lives, whether it's a parent or whoever, as long as there's somebody who at little moments looked them in the eyes and told them they had value, um, just by listening, that, uh, affected their, their life outcomes, uh, tremendously. Um, and so as a dad, as a person, as a friend, neighbor, uncle, all of that, it was, um, a revelation to to realize that I had put all this pressure to be great to do great things when when really what every kid in my life in your life they just needed us <laughs> as who we are um, and what a gift what a gift to know that
0: wow that's that's Uh, heartbreaking. And that's beautiful. And that's, it just makes me want to be a better person, which I think is, is what's going to happen to everyone who sees your work and reads the book. Um, That's what really
1: got me excited to say, I have to share, like, I need every teacher in the world to know that, Hey, you are doing amazing things already. (laughs) Like literally just you, the way you show up is a big deal. Every mom, every grandmother, every, like, if I could just whisper in their ears, Hey, you're doing it. (laughs) you're good like shoulders would relax eyes would open up hands would open up and it would change everything um the pressure is off in that way
0: yeah i feel like that's really the core concern of of the listener who's tuning into this show is feeling like you're not doing enough you're not Mm -hmm rocking it at work you're not being a good enough mom and then to hear that from you it's just you're right it's just like okay i just need to sit with them and talk with them and
1: i think what's what's really beautiful about that that i found in conversation because people ask me all the time and i love that there's this universal desire to love our kids well no matter who you are like even the worst parent wants the best for their kids deep down they may not be doing it well but that's like it's Mm -hmm. this it's innate it's and it does come from love it comes from a place of love but what happens is we are silly creatures and we morph our love into fear and so it manifests itself in ways where we try to do things perfect we try to line things up and be excellent and and what our children desire from us is what we already have it's it's that love and and so you are totally equipped no matter who you are where you are to show up uh and and let them know that
0: i love that i was gonna ask you for a big takeaway but i feel like that's you've you've said it do you have anything else that you want to leave the listener with today to to walk away with
1: i i think one thing that that i um I've been thinking about a a whole lot here recently is in the space that we inhabit right now, as heavy as things can be as challenging. And we see our neighbors going through things. We see people we care about going through things. If we can always walk through it hand in hand, honestly with the kids around us, uh, it will be, not easy, but when we get on the other side of, of this challenging season, we will have a generation of kids who've seen us be honest and vulnerable and open and share our fears and say we don't have all the answers, and they're going to be amazing adults. <laughs> they are going to understand just how much we matter to each other and they're going to already bring that lightness and fun that they have they they live in the zip code of joy all the time,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: they're going to be awake to how not just relentless the world it can be, but how relentlessly remarkable we can all be <laughs> in the midst of it.
0: That's right. exciting to me. That's beautiful, so well said. I mean, I just, I love everything that you represent, everything that you put out into the world. We need more light workers like you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart and my kids too, because they're receiving this benefit through
1: yeah.
0: me. Um, thank you for the work that you do and the book that you put out.
1: Thank you for you and your wonderful community of, of people who care. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah. So where can my community find your book, get it while we're all in quarantine. We need to share this with every family far and wide. And where can they find you online as well?
1: Yeah, so beabettergrownup.com. You can find out more about the book. Um, and I, I think one special thing people can do right now is if you've ever celebrated a local bookseller or if you've never celebrated your local bookseller, this is a great time to just let them know you they matter to your community and pick up the book from them. Uh, a lot of them are doing curbside service right now. Um, and, and I think that would be, a great way for this book to continue to do good. Um, and I am constantly doing experiments online, sharing art and things at Instagram. It's Brad Montague.
0: I love it. Oh, this is so good. Thank you, Brad.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you taking time. Let me be part of this.
0: You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, if you love this episode, please share it with at least one friend tag us on your instagram stories that's a great way to support the show make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss out on a morning meditation or on an interview with an incredible person doing incredible work in the world Um, and if you haven't already um, please hit those five stars on apple Podcasts because it really does uh, boost the show's rating and just it gets the message out to more and more listeners so thank you